In yesterday's episode, the homework assignment was to declare what you want. In this episode, I'm going to have you declare who you are. Because in order to truly get what you want, you have to know who you truly are. So you have to declare who you are. Now, in yesterday's episode, I talked about the Declaration of Independence. The United States declared their independence seven years before they actually had it. So I talked about the importance of speaking that truth now, that you have it, that you have the independence, that you have what you want before you get it. So who are you? I want to talk about The Matrix. Awesome movie. If you haven't seen The Matrix, go watch it. I'll make it short. In The Matrix, the hero of the story is Neo. Neo is just a regular guy. There's nothing special about him. At least that's who he thinks he is. Nothing special. But Morpheus believes that Neo is the one. Neo is the one who is going to save humanity. So the entire movie is about Neo discovering who he truly is. And the only person that really knows who Neo is, is Morpheus. Morpheus believes it to his core that Neo is the one. But Neo doesn't want to believe it. He can't believe it. It's like he knows he's disappointing Morpheus by saying, I'm not the one. I'm not the one who you think that I am. And little by little, little, you see Neo starting to discover these powers, these skill sets that he didn't know he was capable of. And it was a journey of step by step, fight after fight, challenge after challenge, that Neo starts to discover that he's definitely somebody more than he thought who he was. And ultimately, at the end of the movie, he discovers that he is the one. He finds his purpose. He finds his meaning But it was a journey for him. And one of my favorite, if not favorite parts of the movie, was when he was getting beat down constantly by Mr. Anderson. And Mr. Anderson kept on seeing Neo get up and get up and get up and get up and fight back because Neo was the underdog. And Mr. Anderson says, why? Why? Why do you persist? Why do you get up? Why do you keep fighting? What is your purpose? What is your meaning? Why do you do this? And he's angry, right? Neo's knocked down to the ground. And Neo looks up at Mr. Anderson and says, because I choose to. That is such a powerful statement. Neo fights and he gets back up over and over and over again because it's a choice. He chooses to get up. He chooses to persist, and it's a choice that we have. And when he chooses to do this, he's able to discover who he is, that he is the one. So, who are you? What have you been chosen for? 
who have you been called to believe? So far, you are probably believing that you're just an average person. But there's somebody inside of you that you haven't met yet, that you haven't acknowledged, but maybe you know that they're there and you need them to come out. And for whatever reason, that person has been suppressed. That person has been hiding or you've been hiding from that person that's within you. Maybe you have doubts about who you are. Maybe your parents put that doubt in you. Maybe a teacher put that doubt in you. Maybe your friends have put that doubt in you. Somebody has lied to you and made you to believe that you are not who you really can be. You don't even know that you can be that person. For me, when I first tried to get straight A's in the ninth grade, I didn't think that I could do it, but I had a teacher, my regular English teacher that says, I'm going to put you in the honors English class. And I said, no way. Are you kidding me? I'm not, I don't belong in the honors English class. And to make a long story short, because I talk about it in other episodes, I told him no. And the librarian found out and said, my daughter took Mr. Wellentine's class. And if you take his honors class, you'll fail just like my daughter, because my daughter's smart. So she convinced me, I am not an honor student. There's no way I could do this. And Mr. Wellington said, if you get an F in my honors class, I'll transfer you back to the regular class and you can maintain your A. So Mr. Wellington was my Morpheus. He is the one that believed who I truly was when I didn't believe it. And little by little, just like Neo would have challenges and fights and started to see that light that he, that he was something more and he could do it. I started to see that in my class, and it was, an, it was an amazing journey. It was an amazing experience to say that I belong here, that I am somebody more, that I can do it. So, who are you? What have you been chosen for? And who have you been called to be? I believe I was chosen for the underdog. Period. I was chosen for us, you and me, to beat those who think they're better than us. People who have more money than you and I do. People who have more privilege, status, and advantage than you and I do. I believe that my whole life has been about us versus them that I've been incredibly humbled in my life so that I can be a cheerleader for you, the underdog, to overcome the odds that are against you, to overcome the self-doubt that you have in your mind. I believe like Morpheus, like Mr. Wellington, that I can be that person that believes in you when you don't. So you can start taking that step to finding who are you. It's the story of Tom Brady being picked last, 199. Well, 199 really wasn't last, but for all practical purposes, Tom Brady was picked last. I think maybe there was 260 people in the whole draft. And like Tom Brady, I have a chip on my shoulder. 
I want to be people who think that they're better than the rest of us. It really gets me going. I just don't like that about other people that are arrogant or they walk around with a better than or smarter than type of mentality. I want to put those people in their place. I want to knock them off that high horse that they're on, just like Tom Brady, because he was picked last. Nobody wanted him. And in the documentary, ESPN documentary, The Brady Six, he tears up. You see the tears in his eyes. It's the only time I've ever seen Tom Brady cry. Do you know what it feels like, he says, when nobody wants you? And he talks as he's crying and can't even talk anymore about going for a walk around the block with his parents. And what choked him up, it wasn't about not being chosen yet, because he still hadn't been chosen. It was that when he went on that walk, his parents were with him. And he felt the love that no matter what, he had the love and support of his parents. I can imagine on that walk, they were consoling him. They were encouraging him. They were telling Tom who he is. He was so much more than number 199. They loved him. They supported him. They were his Morpheus. And they were telling him, you are a great quarterback. You are a great person. Somebody is going to pick you. You are going to do great things. They needed to remind him because he was at an all-time low. Nobody wanted him. And look where we are right now. He's going for Super Bowl number eight. I just met somebody about 32 years old earlier this week, and we started talking about Tom Brady. First thing I said, are you a Tom Brady fan? Because he was a Patriots fan. He's like, yeah, I have to admit, I'm more a Tom Brady fan than I am a Patriots fan. And he shows me his forearm. And his forearm, he has tattooed 199. Why would somebody tattoo 199 on their forearm? Because he identifies with the underdog. The underdog mentality that nobody wants you, the odds are stacked against you, and you are going to overcome. That is his inspiration. That 199 is a winner. And it doesn't matter if other people don't see your potential, if other people don't pick you or see your greatness. All that matters is that you see it, that you find out who you are as opposed to who people think you are or what people want you to be. I've talked earlier other podcasts about the movie Peaceful Warrior, which is based on the book Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Watch it. It's not on Netflix. It's an awesome movie. It's the only movie that has ever made me cry. Every time at the end of the movie, I cry. Not tears, not practically sobbing. And I don't really know what is it about that moment in that movie that touches me. Because I feel like I've lived that life. I've been there. And I'm able to feel the, the pain and the beauty of what they created in the movie. And at the very end, 
when the hero of the story is on the bars. He's a gymnast, so he's like on the, um, the, the Olympic rings, and he's practically upside down, and his mentor is talking to him in his head, and his mentor asks, who are you? And he answers in the most calm, confident way, this moment. Who he is, is this moment, not a time in the future. He is this moment. Who is he being? And who he was being at that moment was he was doing what he loved. He was going for his dream. He was performing at a competition. And right as he was talking to his mentor in his head that he is this moment, he takes a minute, he pauses, and he starts going in this beautiful circular motion of just spinning and around and around and around, and then he dismounts. He just went for it, fearless, courageous, because he's this moment, and he's going for it. And that is a metaphor for being, being present and being fearless and being who you are and going for who you are without judgment. And we didn't get to see his dismount. We didn't get to see if he nailed his dismount because I believe they didn't show us because it didn't matter. It didn't matter if he landed the perfect landing. It didn't matter if he, uh, if he fell to the ground. All that mattered was that he was going for it. And that's what matters in life, that you know who you are. You are this moment. You're not some future self. You're right now. The time is now. His mentor asks, what time is it, Dan? And the answer is now. And to be present and to take all the trash that's in your head that's blocking you from who you are, remove that trash, remove the distraction, and you're left with your essence, who you are. Now, if you are an eagle, but your entire life, you are hanging around turkeys. How can you see yourself as an eagle? You're hanging around turkeys. You've never seen another eagle before. You're just around a bunch of turkeys. But you're an eagle. And you don't know it. So you start to act like a turkey. You see turkeys and you start to believe you are a turkey. But you're not a turkey. And I, I read a quote that says, you can't soar like an eagle when you surround yourself with turkeys. Think about that. Turkeys can't soar high in the skies, but eagles can. But can an eagle soar like an eagle when they're surrounded by turkeys? And of course, that's a metaphor for you. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with a bunch of turkeys? Are you surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that want to talk nonsense and waste your time? I can promise you that when you have a conversation in a group of people that are winners, a group of people that are trying a group of people that have a growth mindset, 
that conversation with those people is a different conversation of people that just want to gossip, tear down you, tear down other people, people that have no compass, no goals. They're going nowhere. And if you hang around those turkeys, then you can't soar like an eagle. I heard that if you want to know who you will be or will become in the next five years, it's the five people that you hang around the most. Five people you hang around the most. And if you want to soar like an eagle, then you need to start finding five other people that are eagles, that are flying, that are or are going where you want to be. There's a song for inspiration that I want to introduce you to if you haven't already heard it. And that song is by the musician Seal. And it's called Crazy. When I hear that song and I go into my mind and really feel that song, I get chills. And what gives me chills and what I look for inspiration from the song is it kind of connects the dots with being an eagle, is his lyrics say, in a sky full of people, in a world full of people, in a heaven of people, in a sky full of people, there's only some that want to fly. Isn't that crazy? Crazy, crazy. So he repeats that, that verse, in a sky full of people, in a world full of people, there's only some people that want to fly, who want to soar like eagles. Only some, not everybody. Isn't that crazy? That in a sky full of people, only some of us want to fly. Only some of us want to challenge ourselves. Only some of us want more. Only some of us want to contribute. Only some of us want to discover who we are. Who have we been called to be? Who have we been called to become? Isn't it crazy that not everybody wants to find out who they are and fly and soar like an eagle. It's an awesome song. And if you haven't listened to it, or if you'd listened to it before, I want you to listen to that song and inspire you to be one of those people that want to fly and really feel that song. That song gets me so pumped up. Now, I want to talk to you about identity versus name. What's the difference between a person's identity and their name? Well, this whole concept was a lot more complicated than I thought. I would need a psychologist or a PhD to really explain it to me in plain English because I saw a lot of different definitions and a lot of different ideas on the difference between identity and a name. 
So let me tell you about, and I think there's crossover between the two. Let me tell you a story I heard. I had an attorney friend of mine named Van, and he was telling me about that he had a client. And this client, wow, he was down on his luck. I think he had gone through a divorce. He had been financially destitute, bankrupt. Everything that could have gone wrong for this guy went wrong for him. He had no self-esteem, no self-confidence. He was going nowhere fast, and he knew it. And Van said, but one day, he said, I am going to change my name. I don't remember what his name was, and I don't remember what he changed his name to. But it was something like, because Van got a big kick out of this. He thought it was funny. This guy who is, you know, John Smith changed his name to something like Jonathan Edwards Winthrop III. And Van starts laughing. And he said the reason why he's laughing was because through that name, he took on a new identity. He started to believe that he is Jonathan Edwards Winthrop III. And everything started to change for him. His self-confidence, his self-esteem, his job prospects, his relationships. Van said this guy became a different person and he had a better life. And it started with him changing his name that he took on this new identity, this new belief system where he created who he was or found who he was through a different name is interesting. I found another kind of definition of identity. And it said, it's not who you are. It's not how you are. It's who you believe you are. I thought, wow, that's interesting. It's who you believe you are. Not what other people think you are or how you really are, it's who you believe you are. It's your belief. I And when I thought about that, I started to think, how many times have we been told or we've seen other people say to people that either get resentful or jealous when somebody steps out of their comfort zone to do something great or to stand up for themselves. And then the naysayers challenge them and try to shut them down. And they say, who do you think you are? And they give them a look. Who do you think you are to talk to me like that? Who do you think you are to step out of my comfort zone and do something that I don't have the courage to do. Who do you think you are? Well, I'll tell you what. Who you think you are, who you believe you are, that becomes your identity. So you have to believe who you are. The Declaration of Independence, United States, we declared, that's why it's called Declaration, we declared who we are. We hold these truths to be self-evident. 
we declared it before it was so. Seven years before the American Revolution ended, we declared our independence even though we didn't have it. But we had it at that moment because we said so. And for the past 250 years, the United States has celebrated the 4th of July as our Independence Day. We celebrate the day that we had the courage to declare and say what we believed. We don't celebrate the day when we actually had independence from England. We celebrate it the day that we believed it, declared it. Declared means we say it and we put it in writing. So, who do you think you are? Now, I want to talk about a concept, the power of I am, that phrase, the power of I am, because this is going to lead into today's challenge. And I want to tell you a short story. There's a very powerful woman businesswoman, but she didn't always look at herself as a powerful person. And she was struggling with that. But her Morpheus was her husband. And her husband, little by little, kept encouraging her. But he still saw her that she wasn't reaching her potential. So they went out, I believe, to Arizona. They're at a hotel, and but there wasn't really anybody there. So she would He said, go out on this balcony, get your journal, because in her journal, she had written down, I am, and then fill in the blank. And he walked away and he said, as she's looking over like a hill and the, and the, and, you know, beautiful view of not the city, but just nature. And nobody else was going to hear her. And he says, I want you to declare who you are. I want you to speak it to the universe as loud as you need to, as clear as you need to. So she had her journal and she was there by herself and she declared, I am an author. She wasn't an author yet, but she's declaring, I am an author. I am a speaker. I am a light to this world. I am a powerful business woman. Get out of my way. She declared it to the universe. She spoke it. It's who she believed who she is. It's her declaration of who I am. Her declaration of independence from who she thought she was to who she really is. And to listen to her as a speaker is inspiring. It's amazing. But it started with, I am. It started with her belief. So your challenge is to write down, I am, and you fill in the blank. And if you need to have 30 I am's, You just keep writing them out. I am this. I am that. I am that. You just keep writing. I am, I am, I am. And you speak it out. You declare it. 
you declare your declaration of independence. Now, the brain, the brain wants instant gratification. The brain says, give it to me now. I don't want it tomorrow. I don't want it in a year. I want it now. That's what the brain is programmed for. So you're going to give your brain exactly what it was built for, exactly what it desires. By now telling your brain, I am. It's powerful. It's life-changing. It's everything for you to be who you are and get what you want. Forget about the future on who you're going to be. You're going to be this moment. I am and write it out. I am an author. I am a speaker. I am a powerful person. I am smart. I am a straight A student. Think about Neo. Neo didn't believe it. I believe this for you. It's 29 minutes. If you're still listening, I believe that you are smart. I believe that you are a straight A student. I am joy. I am love. Neo needed somebody to tell him. And I am telling you that you are what you say you are. So write these things out. And for your inspiration, I've had you listen to the song Crazy by Seal. And the obvious song for this, after you write out I Am, is I want you to listen to the song by The Who. And the name of that song is Who Are You? Now, I read the lyrics, and the lyrics are a little bizarre, and it's like, what is the meaning of this song? Well, I'll tell you, what inspires me about that song, it just gets me pumped up when the lead singer just starts saying, who are you? Who are you, right? And he's just saying it with almost this anger, this passion, like, who are you? And it's the rhythm that it's just awesome. And it just makes me want to be who I am to discover it. And it's just, you just feel that song. So you just get in that mind frame. Who are you? Right? It, that may have to be a challenge for you. It's a calling for you to discover who you are you. And don't be afraid to say who you are to yourself. Declare it to yourself. Now I read, I found a comment on the internet about you know, the meaning of this song. And somebody said, my impression of this song has always been that someone's trying to figure out who they are and what their life means. In other words, who am I? As if looking in a mirror and seeing you as their own face. And that was, that ends the quote of that comment. So that's how I've looked at this song. Somebody trying to figure out who they are, and what their life means. When I was reading some stories about what the songwriter was, had some anger when he wrote the song, and so he was kind of like talking to a cop, like, you know, who are you, right? Because like to tell him to get up from where he was and that he needed to move on. I think it's an awesome song. So after you've celebrated, after you've written down, I am, I want you to celebrate that by listening to the song, Who Are You?, by the who. Have some fun, sing along, dance, 
feel, feel alive. And when you tell yourself who you are, then I will believe you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you guys next time.